Have you ever come across a picture you just can't get out of your head? A picture that, after some time, becomes an obsession. Maybe you even start to think to yourself, where did that photo come from? So you start looking for answers. On this show, we take you on that journey. From the photo that stuck with us to the story behind it, we'll learn about Shirley Chisholm's treasurer, the son of a moonshiner, and a Nigerian man on the day he took his last breath. And I tracked down a boy from a photo album and found more than I expected. This is Reframed. I'm Heather Schroering. A quick note before we get started. I want to tell you about the book that inspired this podcast. It's called Not Who I Pictured, where you can read the stories you won't hear on the show. Go to Amazon.com to purchase Not Who I Pictured. Here's the show. Will McAllister's grandfather died before he was born. So the only concept he had of this man was doled out by his family. And their lore didn't always paint a consistent picture. James Hall was either the stuff of legend or a man who was hardly discussed at all. On today's episode of Reframed, Will finally speaks to his mother and discovers some hard truths about his grandfather and himself. I was a freshman in high school. My grandmother had just passed away, and I was helping my mom and Aunt Kathy clean out all the stuff that was left behind. We were looking through pictures in old shoe boxes when suddenly my aunt came across a worn, wrinkled photo. She shouted from the next room for my mom to come look at it, and I followed because I was nosy. I overheard my mom say that she needed the photo. I walked in, and my mom handed me this old picture of a little boy. He was maybe nine years old, with messy hair and freckles. And he kind of reminded me of myself. She asked me if I knew who it was. I didn't. I didn't even have a clue. She looked at me and said, this is your grandfather, James. This moment stuck with me because I had never heard my mom say much about him, let alone speak with such conviction. For most people, this would be normal. Of course she wanted an old photo of her dad. I mean, it's her dad, right? Actually, my mom's relationship with her dad, well, it's more complicated than that. Well, he died when I was 19. And I wouldn't say that I had much of a relationship with him before he died. Um, I basically steered clear of him. This is how it would normally go. I'd ask a question, she'd answer, but it always seemed like she was leaving something out. I even remember one time as a kid, we were walking home from church. I asked her if she loved him. I'll never forget her answer. She said she didn't know. Why my mom said that, was a mystery to me. Just because my mom didn't talk about him doesn't mean I wasn't curious. My grandfather was a legend to me. There was one story my dad and my uncle Larry used to tell me when I was a kid. When my grandfather was in the Navy, he got into it with a bunch of Marines at a bar, and things escalated pretty quickly. One of them took out a beer bottle and broke it, and then cut out his eye. I'll let my dad take it from here. And he said he got knocked down then, and he was laying there, and his eye was hanging. And this is, he was hanging on his cheek. And he would got knocked down on the floor, and it had sand all over it and stuff. So they took him to the doctor, 
and the doctor took out a, a drinking glass and pulled it full of alcohol and then made him dip his eye down in that alcohol and then popped it back in his head. These stories were insane. As a kid, I thought my grandfather was like this larger-than-life anti-hero that I would read about in a comic book. It felt like there was a legacy to uphold, and that my family was proud of it. Well, at least some of them. These stories showed me what a man was supposed to be, and my grandfather was just that. Even at family gatherings, my uncles would look at me and say, Well, there's no doubt you're James Hall's grandson. I wanted to be like him. That is, until I started to realize who he really was. The reality was, my grandfather grew up in the coal fields of eastern Kentucky. He was the last of 15 children. My great-grandfather, or Papa, as my mom calls him, lost three kids before my grandfather was even born. I remember my papa just being very, very sad about it. And he also lost a child. Papa also, one of my dad's uh, little brothers, died from pneumonia, too, when he was two years old. And papa used to cry about that, too. So life was really hard. Life was tough for my grandfather in a lot of ways. For one, he never escaped poverty. He and his family settled in the small village of Colgrove, Ohio. And we were living like, you know, little house on the prairie, I guess. And it was ice cold in the winter, and we burned coal in a fireplace, and my mother cooked on a, on a uh, cook stove. She could really cook on that thing, though. I mean... It sounds like something so very long ago, but it wasn't really that long ago. Hearing about my grandfather's life in eastern Kentucky and how my mom grew up gave me a better sense of the hardships of James Hall. But I still needed one fundamental question answered. Who was this man? Now, he had stopped drinking for many years before he died. But, you know, I just, he was abusive. I mean, he was an abusive person. He was abusive to me. He was abusive, especially to Larry, my oldest brother. And he was, he was abusive to my mother. Um, even after he stopped drinking, you'd never know what was going to set him off and cause him to just come at you in rage. I guess my mom was confirming something I already knew. I knew my grandfather struggled with alcohol, and I knew she had a troubled childhood. But this was the first time I had heard her speak openly about it. It was so hard hearing this coming from my mom. I had looked up to this man, and now I was coming to the realization that he was incredibly flawed. You know, you say you were always curious about him, and wondered why I didn't talk about him. It's because I didn't really know him. And I've often said that as an adult, 
I wish I could sit down with him and just try to figure out what he was about because um, he just wasn't someone you could talk to at all. Hearing my mom say this, she was almost sympathetic, like she understood his anger or the reasoning for it. You see, my grandfather and my mother, in a lot of ways, shared the same childhood. Both were born to alcoholic fathers, both born into poverty. She understood. Like she said, life was hard for him, and he wasn't even 10 years old when he started drinking. It just sounds like he, he was a really sad and angry person. Very angry, very angry, Will. He would, I mean, most of the time, and this is, this is just being honest, we never knew which personality was going to come home. He would come home from work sometimes. He worked every day, and he did provide for his children. But some nights he wouldn't come home. He'd go to a bar. And he'd stay out all night. And then, you know, that person might come home and be the happy drunk. Or he might come home and be the angry drunk. And you really didn't want to be around the angry drunk. And I can remember hiding from him many times. Um, and it's funny. You know, he could be so charming this idea that there were two sides to james hall this is something that i've struggled with there's the man that i glorified growing up and now there's this person that i'm discovering i was torn i wanted to love him but now i was unsure remember that question i asked my mom as a kid i had to ask her again this time, I needed the answer for myself. Did you love him? When I think of the person who was entertaining and a storyteller, yes, I loved that part of him. The rest of it, I despised. I had always thought that my grandfather's legacy was of this legendary man who did these unbelievable things. I was part of it. But the other part was that kid in the picture. He never escaped his past. Even though I didn't know him, I felt this deep connection to my grandfather. I never fully understood it but I guess I do now. My past is constantly shaping my present, and that is my grandfather's true legacy. Hey guys, it's Heather. I'm here with J.W. Cash, one of the authors of Not Who I Pictured, the book this podcast is based on. Hey, J.W. Hey, Heather. So, J.W., your photo in the book is of a guy who looks like a mobster, but who is he? His name was Tino. Some people thought he was a mobster. He industrialized the meatpacking market. 
it didn't even occur to me that the meatpacking market needed to be industrialized. Yeah, Tino tapped into these markets no one would really think about. Meatpacking, soybeans, salad oil. Salad oil? Yes, the salad oil swindle, which led to Tino going to prison for the first time. But who was Tino to you? Tino was like a grandfather to me. He was in love with my grandmother. To read JW's story and 15 others, stop by Amazon to purchase Not Who I Pictured. Thanks for listening to Reframed. If you like what you heard, you can hear more stories in the print version, Not Who I Pictured, the book that inspired this podcast. Head to Amazon.com to purchase your copy of Not Who I Pictured today. Reframed is inspired by the book Not Who I Pictured, a collection of short stories that begin with a family photograph and explore the memories behind them. Our executive producers are Kelsey Blazier and Lena Sunsgiri. We are produced by Sage Howard, Will McAllister, Ashley Aguosa, and me, Heather Schroering. Our editor is Isabella Kulkarni. Special thanks to James Robinson, Isabella Kulkarni, and Michael Shapiro for their patience, guidance, and humor. If you like what you heard, go to Amazon.com to purchase Not Who I Pictured. Thanks for listening.